There's healing for the soul. There's healing for the soul. Bless the Lord on my soul and all that's within me. I bless your holy name. That forgives all of our sins. Heals all of our infirmities. Delivers our life from destruction. And crowns us with loving kindness and tender mercies. Lord, we glorify you tonight that you said in your word that we're prosperous. And we're healthy as our soul prospers. So we worship you, love of our soul, that with all our heart, with all of our soul, with all of our mind, we just decree and proclaim our love to you, Father, as we worship you tonight. In the precious name of Jesus. In the precious name of Jesus. We give you praise. Hallelujah. Just turn around to somebody, shake a hand, tell them that you love them, tell them that you're glad they're here. Hallelujah. Just welcome them. Welcome them. Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Praise God. Just reach out. There's healing for the soul. Healing for the soul. There's healing for the soul. Hallelujah. Aren't you glad you serve the King of kings and the Lord of lords? Amen. Hallelujah. Well, we're glad you're here tonight. I know a number of people have already found out, but uh, uh, the church secretary leaving here this morning got in a fatal car wreck and uh, totaled. Not fatal. Not fatal. Fatal for the car. The car, you know, the, the car's fatal. It's out. But uh, she, thank God, we went over there and everybody else was over there and we were praying and she was in an induced coma, but uh, she came out and she was talking before we left yes. and... And uh, the doctor was real encouraged about it, and everything's looking good. So we thank you for your prayers, but continue to lift her up. Her name is Cindy Furman, and continue to lift her up, believing God that she's healed, and she's coming out of this, and uh, that peace over her about her car and situation. A number of you know how that is when the devil attacks you, and you know, what am I going to do about an automobile, and, and this and that and the other. So she needs a lot of peace in that area, and, and we're going to come together, and we're going to uh, stand by her as we do everyone. And, we appreciate this body. We appreciate a body that stands united in love and that we can stand by each other and encourage each other through these times. And I want to read to you out of Colossians chapter 1 again because this is such, such an awesome thing the Lord's given us here. Colossians chapter 1 verse 10. That you may walk worthy of the Lord. And in the Greek, it talks about you're walking in a way that is pleasing to Jesus, and it's the walk He would choose to walk. You know, every opportunity, every day, especially when you work with the public, you come up with opportunities. Am I going to operate as Christ, or am I going to operate as myself? And He says, whatever you do, wherever you go, walk worthy. Or, in other words, be like Christ everywhere you go. How many of you desire that? Fully pleasing Him, not myself, denying myself. Therefore, I become fruitful in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God. You know, it's not just coming to church that we increase in the knowledge of God. It's when we deny ourselves to, to, to bear fruit like Christ that we learn to know God in the trials when we are able to turn the other cheek and say, 
I love you and I bless you and I pray for my enemies. I pray for those who despitefully use me. I get to know God in the hard times. Sometimes better than I get to know Him coming to church taking notes. And so it's in those times we get to know Christ because we learn to be glorified through the things He suffered. And it goes on to say verse 11, this is how we can do it. Strengthened with all might, dunamis, dynamite power, dynamite words, mighty, dynamic and working. Strengthened with all might according to His glorious power for all patience and long-suffering with joy. I mean, you've ever had to practice long-suffering? Giving thanks to the Father who has qualified us. How many of you are glad you're qualified? Qualified us to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in the light and who has delivered us from the power of darkness and translated us into the kingdom of His Son of His love. And we've studied that this morning, but thank God we've been free from all the strongholds of the enemy. The martyr that's been holding your prison together is broken so that now Christ can shine in our life more and more. The captivity that used to cause me to turn back into the old man is being broken so I can go forward into the new man. So thank God he's not through with us yet. Amen. So with us just come forward, we're going to receive tonight's offerings and tithe. We love you. We bless you. We thank you for coming to worship with us. Uh, is there anybody here visiting us for the first time tonight? Anybody at all? Hallelujah. Well, God bless you. Good to have y'all. Uh, oh, yeah. Come on. You've been here before. Anybody else visiting for the first time? Hallelujah. Well, we're glad to have y'all. God bless you. Thank you for visiting. Let's give him a hand and let's praise the Lord a little bit more. My life has led me down the road that's so uncertain. Now I am left alone and I am broken Trying to find my way Trying to find the faith that's gone And this time I know that you are holding all the answers I'm tired of losing hope and taking chances Roads I've never seen to be the ones that bring me home. So give me a revelation, show me what to do. Cause I've been trying to find my way and I haven't got a clue. Tell me, should I stay here or do I need to move? Give me a revelation. I've got nothing without you I've got nothing without you My life Has led me down this path Myself rewinding Through every twist and turn I'm always finding That I am lost again Tell me when this road will ever end well, Give me a revelation Show me what to do Cause I've been trying to find my way And I haven't got a clue well, Tell me should I stay here Or do I need to move well, Give me a revelation I've got nothing without you I don't know where I can turn Tell me when will I learn 
This says I'm on. Yeah, I'm on. Just had to turn it up a little bit. All right. Um, don't forget to get your bulletin uh, to announce that you can see the different things going on. Uh, we didn't have a list here, but you got in the bulletin to see all the different things. And got a Christmas play tomorrow night practice. How's that going? Well, we got a whole bunch more lights coming up. It's going to be a professional Christmas. I want to be in it. Y'all need, need a donkey. And, uh, uh, of course camera and action we need we need some guys to help us uh operate all this new stuff we got and got coming in wasn't that a great crowd this morning and we had a number of other people uh watching by internet and they're even watching right now hey sister Kay and everybody god bless you and we're good glad to have them and glad to have you and can, can we just come in agreement and pray for uh sister cindy and and have you heard from sister minnie was it a stroke no he took her home. Okay, can we come together? Let, let's just uh, lift up our, our sweet little sister Minnie and uh, sister Cindy tonight. Let's come in agreement that the, the virtue of Jesus is enough for any situation or any physical problem. Amen. Let's come in agreement. Father, we come before you and Lord, we praise you for the power of your word. And you said in Psalms 107, you sent your word for healing. And Lord, we lift up sister Minnie before you and brother Russell. We pray for both of their minds, both of their bodies. Lord, we praise you that you are renewing their youth as the eagles. We just pray health and healing. And Lord, as we have prayed this morning, we come in agreement tonight over her heart and her mind and over her arteries and every part of her circulation. We just pray divine health and healing to her now. Wisdom to Brother Russell as he watches over his wife and we just thank you for keeping them. They've been, they have served you faithfully, Lord. And Lord, we lift up Sister Cindy before you and we come against the concussion. We come against the damage to the brain and everything that the doctors had mentioned. But we thank you that she's already doing what they said she couldn't do. And we thank you for a quick recovery. We thank you for peace over her. Lord, we come together as her brothers and sisters and we pray that you will provide, Father, the new transportation. We think that you would provide the, uh, the need she has to pay her medical bills. Lord, all the things that are just bombarding her and will bombard her. We stand with her and we just pray that you are her provider and her healer. And we think we're taking care of your daughter, Father. And we give you the praise and glory for it. And Lord, I pray for her mom and dad. Lord, up in age, I ask you to give them strength through this. I ask you to give them peace through this. I pray for her three boys and all of her family. I just pray, pray peace over her family. And, Lord, that you get the glory and that, Lord, they will see your hand upon it. And we pray divine protection and wisdom in driving over all of our people. We thank you, Lord, your angels are faithful. But, Lord God, they only go with us when we do what we're supposed to do. So, Father, we pray that, Lord, we drive with wisdom and we, we're careful. And, and we just praise you for that in Jesus' mighty name. Amen and amen. But you know, we were at the hospital, and uh, last week I was sharing about the church of Sardis, which is the religious church, and Jesus called them a dead church. 
just em- uh, a tomb with empty bones. And just here at the hospital, I was sitting with a man, and he told me his testimony, that he'd been a deacon for 40 years, and part of a denominational church for 40 years, and he just got saved this month. He said, I've been living a lie all of my life. And my pride and other things would never let me go down to the altar to accept Christ. And he had a dream, and the Lord gave him two scriptures and dealt with his heart about the straight and narrow way. And then he had another scripture the Lord gave him. And uh, just a few weeks ago, he just walked, he finally said, I don't care what people think. He walked down the aisle after living in denial for 40 years. Even though he, he was on committees, he did it all. But he wasn't saved and he knew he wasn't saved. And you talk about that's playing the game and getting by. And he looked at me and he says, and if I would have died, I would have went straight to hell. But he says, not now. Thank God he got saved. But you see, thank God, glory to God. But you know, it's, it's, you don't play church before the, His holiness. You don't play denomination. You don't play, you don't make believe before an all-seeing, an all-knowing God. And one of the stories I wanted to share with you that I didn't get to, like I shared, we, my wife and I, we, we were in South America, we saw six couples in our city leave and go. Listen to this story. This was a denominational missionaries that uh, came back to the States. And it says, as I was conversing with this man, I greatly admired Christian leader in a position that carries a heavy responsibility. He said he was grieved on behalf of a missionary family he and his wife had known for years. The legalism they had encountered again and again on the mission field from fellow missionaries was so petty, so unbelievable, small-minded, they returned to the States, no longer planned to remain as missionaries. And the things were so petty, but things in church get so petty. Listen to this. The reason they quit the mission field was over a jar of peanut butter. I thought he was joking, to which he responded, Oh, no, it's no joke at all. I could hardly believe the story. This story said that they served the Lord, and they did not have access to peanut butter. And a particular family happened to enjoy peanut butter a great deal. So rather creatively... They made arrangements with some friends in the States to send peanut butter from now and then so they could enjoy it with their meals. My wife and I had peanut butter suppliers and toilet paper suppliers. The toilet paper down there, when we first got down there, gave splinters. So, yeah, really. So we were very thankful for toilet paper and peanut butter from the States. God bless the toilet paper company and peanut butter. Anyway, the problem is they didn't know until they started receiving the supply of peanut butter that the other missionaries considered it a mark a spirituality not to have peanut butter. I suppose the line went something like this. We believe since we can't get peanut butter here, we should give it up for the cause of Christ or some such nonsense. A basis of spirituality was bearing the cross and living without peanut butter. The young family didn't buy into the line of thinking. Their family kept singing regular shipments of peanut butter. They didn't flaunt it. They, they just enjoyed it in the privacy of their own home. Pressure began to mount up and intensify. You wouldn't expect adult missionaries to be big enough to let others eat what they pleased, right? Wrong. The legalism was so petty, the pressure got so intense that the exclusive treatment, so unfair, it finished them off spiritually. They finally had enough. 
unable to continue against the mounting pressure, they packed it in and soon homeward bound, delusioned and probably a bit cynical. What we have here is a classic modern day example of a group of squint-eyed legalistic spying out and attacking one another's liberty. And even missionaries are not exempt. Isn't that sad? That the warfare you have on the mission field and even the body, that we've got to look for the petty things to attack. Clothes and hair and makeup and what this one believes and that one believes and peanut butter. And you know, when we were on the field, I'll just tell you a funny story. It was towards the end. God had blessed us with a house, and we, we even had a swimming pool. And uh, a good friend of mine called, who had been sending me uh, uh, three musketeer bars and CDs. And he was coming down. He says, what do you need, Russell? He says, the other missionaries are asking for peanut butter and spatulas. I said, well, I got a lot of peanut butter, but you know what I really would like? I'd like to have a heater for my swimming pool. And he started laughing. He says, I, now, what type of missionary are you? That all these poor little missionaries are asking for peanut butter and this and that and the other. And you're asking for a heater for the pool. I said, hey, you asked me what I wanted and I told you. Of course, he didn't bring it. But anyway, p- people probably think, boy, you were so unspiritual. You wanted a, a heater for your pool. Yes, I did. And I tell it openly. And I'm telling on the Internet. I think missionaries ought to be as blessed as they can be. And if they, they live in a cold area like we lived in, that your kids couldn't swim very long, I think they ought to have a heater, bless God. So anyway, I, I, I'm not afraid to admit I wanted a heater. And don't you want a hot water heater for your bathroom? So I want a hot water heater for that. But they'll find anything picky to tack on. But aren't you glad we're not like that? Aren't you glad that we've learned, hallelujah, from the Lord in Jesus' name, not to look on the outward appearance of men, but we know that God looks upon the heart. Amen. And so with that, we want to go on to the church of Philadelphia. And this church is an inspiration. We won't be able to finish it tonight, but this church is an inspiration. In uh, Revelation chapter 3. Starting with verse 7. I love, it says, to the church of Philadelphia, but the New King James says, the faithful church. That's what we want to be, amen, the faithful church. So listen to this letter here, Revelation chapter 3, verse 7. And the angel of the church of Philadelphia write, These things says he who is holy, he who is true, he who has the key of David, he who opens and no one shuts, and shuts and no one opens. I know your works. See, I have set before you an open door, and no one can shut it. For you, have a, for you have a little strength, have kept my word, and have not denied my name. Indeed, I will make those of the synagogue of Satan, who say they are Jews and are not, but lie. Indeed, I will make them come and worship before your feet, and to know that I have loved you, because you have kept. Here's the second time. You have kept my commandments to persevere. I also will keep you from the hour of trial which shall come upon the whole world to test those who dwell on earth. Behold, I am coming quickly. Hold fast what you have, that no one take your crown. He overcomes, I will make him a pillar in the temple of my God, and he shall go out no more. I will write on him the name of my God and the names of the city of my God, the new Jerusalem that comes down from heaven from my God, and I will write upon him a new name. He who has ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. 
Now, this letter is so awesome, and, and I believe it's a letter to encourage you. And if you've been taking notes about the letters we've been studying, this is the only le letter written to all the churches that there's not a rebuke, and he does not tell the church they're lacking anything. They are a word and a faith church. You need to write that down. They were, we're going to see it. They were a word and a faith church. And in here, there are three rewards he promises to a word at a faith church. You need to write that down. Three promises, and we're going to go over them. If not tonight, we're going to go over them next week. But I want you to see as we go through this tonight. And I want you to write down this. He talks about twice. He says, you have kept. And he says, you have persevered. I want you to write this down. What honors God is a people who keep going forward and persevere no matter what they're going through and no matter what shouts out stop. So I want you to see this, that we are to just keep... He was telling them, Church of Philadelphia, just keep doing what you're doing. Look at your neighbor and tell them, just keep doing what you're doing. Just tell them, keep doing what you're doing. Keep reading the Word. Keep believing God. Keep expanding your faith. Keep studying. Keep rejoicing. Keep worshiping. Stay faithful. He's encouraging them. He says, just keep persevering. Keep the Word... And I promise you, it's going to open the door for rewards. How many want rewards? Well, he's going to tell us about these rewards, but we've got to understand, he keeps encouraging them, don't be like those in, he in, in Hebrews chapter 10 who back away from the truth. When they come and they tell you, oh, that doesn't work, don't back away from the truth. When they tell you, oh... Well, if, div, if, the, if, if the angels were around, if there was divine protection, then why did this, these things happen? Yeah, but listen, she's alive and not dead. And we have to walk in wisdom. But, but, but listen, we had two different attacks here this morning. But look at all the people who were at the altar. And the people who got saved. The devil is not, the devil is not going to take a vacation when you stand on the Word of God. When you make a decision to change your lifestyle and start living for Him, when you make a decision to go to church, when you make a decision to start serving Jesus, the devil is not going to take a vacation. When a church goes to another level and the church was packed, you all saw the building was packed this morning. Well, the devil gets mad. But just because he raises up and just because I may have a pain in my body doesn't mean the word's not true for me to quit believing what I believe as far as healing goes. We're going to be tried. We're going to be tested. The enemy's going to try to come in like a flood to see if we back down or not. And God just keeps saying, listen, if you want to see what I have for you, you're just going to have to stay faithful and keep, keep to the word. Keep doing what the word says. Matthew 7 says that if you're doers of the word, you're like the man who builds his house upon the rock. If you don't compromise in any way and you keep to the integrity of the word of God, your house is going to be built upon the rock. James 2.17 says we're to be doers of the word of God. And so he says, you have held my word with patience. Now, if you're taking notes, let me give you the definition of that in verse 10. You have held my words with patience. That word patience means you have held my word with consistency. If I am patient and I am long-suffering and I continually do the word of God, consistency, and it also means endurance, then it means that if I am doing the word of God, then the word of God is going to be faithful for me. So it says here, patience, consistency. It means endurance with cheerfulness. Endurance with cheerfulness. 
Now, when you're going through something like, you know, we, we've had some bad news today and, and, and we're praying and we're standing by one another. But listen, we don't have to let anything, even though our heart's broken, we don't allow these things to steal our joy. Do you hear me, church? I mean, we were a whole group there at the hospital. Well, I was acting the clown. And people probably think, you know what, you ought to be serious. This is a very serious moment. Mm. No, listen. You need to encourage one another. And you just say, hey, we're going to take this that the devil meant for evil. And we're going to believe God, the Spirit of God is going to come here. And he's going to turn it around for good in the name of Jesus. And we're not rejoicing about what happened. We're rejoicing about what God is about to do. And this word here to the church of Philadelphia is no matter what happens, don't stop enduring and stop, don't stop being consistent in your prayer, in your confession, in your boldness that no matter what I'm going through, I believe the word of God that it shall be unto me even as according as it is written. Amen, church. So no matter how we feel, no matter what the circumstances, we remain consistent and faithful. But listen, this is that word patience, cheerfully. Hallelujah. You don't look cheerful tonight. Come on, be happy. Put a smile on your face. Joy tells the devil, you ain't got me whipped. A smile on my face tells the devil, I'm not backing down from my confession. Joy tells the devil that I am more than a conqueror through Christ Jesus, regardless of the circumstances. James says, regardless, in all of these things, rejoice. And again, I say rejoice. So Jesus is telling the church, there are three rewards. If you keep my word, don't get down. Don't let circumstances get you down. Rejoice and thank God that he's in control and that he's sovereign. He's all powerful. And it's not over because I'm not giving up. I'm not quitting. And ha ha, I'm going to praise the Lord anyway. It's persevering. Through the hard times. It's going on and on and on. I've told this testimony that when our son was autistic. And didn't have a school, they didn't have a school for autism. And we had to take him to a school for Down syndrome children. And of all things, one of his classes that he had to be there for hours was on a Wednesday. And I would have to, we'd have to go and pick him up at this school. And spend some time there before going to church. And then I'd have to get up and preach a message about count it all joy or on faith or pray for people. And as people would line up for prayer and I'd get the anointing oil out, the devil would say, who are you to pray for anybody when you can't even heal your own son? Who are you to pray and lay hands on the sick and your own son can't recover? You believe that even though it cannot work for you? Who are you? You ought to get somebody else to pray for people because it's sure not working for you. Do you know how many years the devil came after us with that type of lie? But guess what? He's totally normal today. He got healed years ago. And so, you know what I did? I kept anointing with oil. Crying on the inside, but believing in the heart. I kept anointing with oil. I kept praying for all the sick people I could. I kept meditating on the scriptures day and night. I kept the confession up. I kept believing. My wife kept it up. We kept the worship going. We kept the word going. Did we really want to feel happy? No, we wanted to lay down, cry, and die. 
On the inside, we felt like laying down, crying, and dying. But there's the Spirit of God, of Christ Jesus, that you get connected, and it gets you that second wind. That I'm not going to give glory to, I'm not going to give God any glory about whining about it. I'm going to give glory to God when I can raise my hand in the midst of it and praise God for it. We got a car today. It's a healing party about little Beja that it's all about her. She's healed now, and they want to have a party to celebrate her healing. She's Probably not even supposed to be here. She fought these forms of cancer. All these different things. But she's here today. And now there's a party about her healing. Because grandma was already celebrating for years now. Her being healed by faith. But just now there's a celebration. Because the doctors finally got in agreement. With what grandma said was going to happen all along. Let's give the Lord praise. Amen. Amen. It's persevering. It's consistency, cheerfully and constantly being doers of the Word of God. Not just when I have enough money, not just when I feel good, but doing it cheerfully as a lifestyle. That's what we want the world to see. That's what you want people to see when you are in a hospital room. When there's oppression and negativity that you'll be able to say, come on, guys, let's pray. And God's about ready to do a miracle. That's the type of cheerfulness that you have to have around your table when they know that you've been laid off and everybody's wondering, what are we going to do about paying our bills next month? Well, listen, Philippians says that my God supplies all of my needs according to His riches and glory by Christ Jesus. You have to learn to be established in God. And so quickly, let me show you the first reward. It says, this is what he says. These things says he who is holy and he who is true. He who has the key of David, the key of authority. Look at this now. He opens and no one shuts and shuts and no one opens. I know your works. See, I've set before you an open door, and no one can shut. Now, when you keep his word, this is uh, reward number one. Write this down. When you keep the word of God consistently, he is going to open doors for you. Write this down. That word door speaks of opportunity. Write that down. Speaks of opportunity. When you're believing God for a job... And, and you haven't been called yet, you just cheerfully keep praising God. Lord, I praise you that I have a good job. It's a better job than the one I lost. You gave me my last job, and I thank you that I have this new job. I just want to praise you in the midst of the storm and thank you that you're in control of my life and all my circumstances. And I want to praise you right now that as I praise you, you promise that if I will continue to stand on the Word of God, you're going to open a door that no man can shut and shut a door that nobody can open. Amen opportunities in every area, your health, businesses, your marriage, your home, whatever area, that as long as we're thanking God and worshiping God and being doers of the Word of God, doors of opportunity are going to open, and it's going to be blessings, doors of blessings and miracles, doors of opportunity. But listen, you have to stay obedient, and you have to stay studious of the Word of God, and you've got to base your life that the doors are going to open. 
Listen, there are all kind of doors you don't even know about yet that are going to open. And as you continue to walk by faith, these doors, are supernatural doors are going to open. And you'll end up meeting people you never dreamed you'll meet before. Have people come to you you've never uh, dreamed would come to you before. And join you with other people and have opportunities you never believed you'd have before. But you've got to stay consistent and you've got to endure through during the hard times. And he says, if you endure and you stay faithful, I'm going to open up doors of opportunity you never even dreamed of. Amen. So number one, write that down. Doors of opportunity when you stay faithful to God. In verse 9, let me give you another one here. Verse 9, he says, Indeed, I will make those of the synagogue of Satan who say they are Jews and are not but lie. Indeed, I will make them come and worship before your feet and to know that I have loved you because you have kept my command to persevere I also will keep you from the hour hour of trial which shall come upon the whole world to test those who dwell on the earth. Write this down. Number two, if we will persevere and we stay faithful and we endure, the second thing that will happen, he's going to give you a new level of authority and dominion over the enemy. How many want that? Amen. Dominion and authority over darkness. He's speaking there about coming at your feet, about your heel crushing the head of Satan. That the God of peace shall soon crush Satan underneath your feet shortly. I want you just to raise your hands and receive that right now. That not only is opportunities of healing and blessing coming to you. But there's authority and power and dominion. For he said I've given all authority, power and dominion to you. I've given you the keys of the kingdom. That whatever you bind is bound. Whatever you loose is loose. So I want you just to receive that. Lord I will keep your word. Because I thank you that you are the holy and the just and the true God I'll take you at your word and I thank you that as I could cheerfully continue to put my faith out upon your word you have given me authority and dominion over all the power of the enemy in Jesus name now praise him for it in Jesus name all authority all power all dominion over all the power of the enemy the Bible says in Luke 10 that Jesus told his disciples I give you all power over all the power and the authority of, of the enemy. And it says that they came back rejoicing because they said that even the devils, in verse 17 of verse 10, it says, even the devils are subject to you through your name. Aren't you thankful you have the name of Jesus? And a lot of times we want to practice dominion. We want to bind. We want to take authority. But we've got to go back to this thought here. It's not just about uh, knowing our rights in Christ. It's about being patient and cheerful and keeping the word in front of us even when things don't seem to be changing. Even when things don't seem to be changing. The level of my authority over the enemy has a lot to do with the level of cheerfulness that I've been walking in because the joy of the Lord is your strength. So there's going to be open doors to us, but it has a lot to do with how we've been passing the test, count it all joy when you go through all these different trials and tribulations. And I'm not saying it's easy, but it's an area that this church had got to that was pleasing Jesus because in the midst of the trials, they continued to do, do the word and they continued to walk uh, in cheerfulness and therefore they had dominion and authority over the enemy. So thank God. Say with me, doors, doors. and dominion. dominion. Well, that's not a bad trade, is it? Just to stay in faith, doors and dominion. And let me show you in verse 10 here, another reward. Because you have kept my command to persevere, I also will keep you from the hour of trial which shall come upon the whole world to test those who dwell on earth. Number three, write this down, 
the reward of the rapture. Or don't you want to go? Uh, it says, I will, doers of the word of God will make the rapture. So thank God. Guess what? A lot of people in churches uh, are not going to make it because they don't keep the word. You got to be doers of the word of God. So he's saying here that if you do the word of God, you do it cheerfully, then I am going to bless you and you're going to be caught up. Now, for your notes sake, just write down chapter four. We're in chapter four. We're not here anymore. The church has been taken up. Hallelujah. Thank God that it says here after. And that word after speaks about after the taking up. These things I looked and behold a door standing open in heaven. And the first voice which I heard was like a trumpet speaking with me saying, Come up here and I'll show you things which must take place after this. And immediately I was in the spirit and behold a throne set in heaven. And one sat on the throne. And he who sat on the throne was like a jasper, a star is sown in appearance. And there was a rainbow around the throne in appearance like an emerald. Around the throne was 24 thrones. And the thrones I saw 24 elders sitting clothed in white robes. And they had crowns of gold on their heads. And from the throne proceeded lightning and thundering and voices. Seven lamps of fire were burning before the throne, which were the seven spirits of God. And then it goes on to talk about the different places. And then it says farther down in verse uh, 8 that as the living creatures did not rest as they were saying day and night holy holy Lord God Almighty who was and is and is to come and so it goes on to verse 11 you are worthy O Lord to receive glory honor and power for you were created all things and by your will they exist and they were created now if there is anything that would want us to push through whatever trials or circumstances and do the word of God first. I don't know about you, but it's because I want to be around that throne and not here on earth. I want to be around that throne with them angels day and night crying out, Holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. I don't want to be here on the earth going through the seven years of tribulation. I don't want to know about the beast. I don't know, know about the Antichrist. I don't want to see none of that stuff. I want to be taken up. And if it means putting myself aside and doing what the Word says and being faithful and being cheerful and enduring hardships like a soldier, as Paul told Timothy, enduring hardships, enduring tribulation, enduring hard times, if I have to go through these things and endure them because it's going to open up a third reward, which means it's going to open up heaven that when that trumpet sounds and the voice cries out, those who are alive will be caught up and those who are dead will be caught up forever with Jesus, then I want to be a doer of the Word of God. I don't want to be a doer of my own things. I want to do what God wants me to do. Amen. So he speaks about the voice as a trumpet in the hereafter. Now just look with me in 1 Corinthians chapter 15. 1 Corinthians chapter 15. First Corinthians chapter 15 verse 50. It says in verse 50. Now this I say, brethren, that flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God. Nor does corruption inherit incorruption. In other words, you've got to walk the walk to receive the glory that's to come. Behold, I tell you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we all shall be changed. In a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, listen now here, it says... At the last trumpet, 
For the trumpet will sound, and the dead will be raised incorruptible, and we shall be changed. For this corruptible must put on incorruption, and this mortal must put on immortality. So when this corruptible has put on incorruption, and this mortal has put on immortality... Then shall we be brought to pass the saying that is written, Death is swallowed up in victory. O death, where is your sting? O hell, where is your victory? The sting of death is sin, and the strength of sin is the law. But thanks be to God who gives us the victory through the Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, my beloved brethren, listen to what it says here. Be steadfast. There we go all the way back to the book of Revelation. You want to make it to heaven? You want to be taken when that trumpet sounds? Here it says it again. Be steadfast, immovable. Don't let nothing you're going through move you from standing on the truth of the gospel. Immovable, abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that your labor is not in vain. Keep pressing in. Jesus is writing this letter to Philadelphia. I'm proud of the way that you have done it, but keep doing it. Keep doing what you're doing. Don't quit. Don't give in. Don't give up. Don't give in to temptation. Don't give in to the dictates of the flesh. Don't give in to what other people are telling you that it's okay to do. You keep obeying God. You keep doing the word of God. Don't worry about if they tease you for being a holy roller. Don't worry if they tease you about being holier than thou or whatever it may be. Don't give in to the dictates of the flesh. You keep doing the word of God and I'm going to give you a reward. And that reward is not only open doors and authority over the enemy, but that reward is when I'm allowed to blow that trumpet and I come on my horse and I come to receive my bride then you're going to be caught up with me and you're going to get your reward not only your reward of crowns but you're going to live forever in heaven and whatever sacrifice you have to do is going to be worth it all be steadfast unmovable always abounding in the work of the Lord don't give in to the flesh. Look at 1 Thessalonians 4. 1 Thessalonians 4. Immortality. That's us. That's where we're heading. That's the gift. Never to die again. Never to be separated again. Living in a place with no sickness and no disease, no sorrow, no pain. What a reward. Amen. 1 Thessalonians 4.13. But I do not want you to be ignorant, brother, concerning those which are fallen asleep, lest you sorrow as others who have no hope. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so God will bring him those who sleep in Jesus. For this we say to you by the word of the Lord, that we who are alive and remain until the coming of the Lord will by no means precede those who are asleep. For the Lord himself would descend from heaven with a shout. How many of you remember shout in Revelation chapter 3? He would descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel, and with the trumpet. There it is for the third time. The trumpet of God. Oh boy, that trumpet's going to sound. And the dead in Christ will rise first. Then we who are alive and remain will be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And thus we shall always be with the Lord. <laughs> Hallelujah. We're always going to be where? With the Lord. 
And you're going to be dancing and singing and thanking God that you did not give in to those desires. You did not give in to living like the world. You paid the price. You crucified the flesh. You stayed faithful to God. You stayed faithful to the word. You said no to your mind. You said no to your feelings. You said no to your emotions. You said no to your desires of the flesh. You said yes to the word. Yes to the Holy Spirit. You didn't grieve the Holy Spirit. You didn't live a lifestyle grieving the Holy Spirit. You didn't live a lifestyle quenching the Holy Spirit. You lived a lifestyle of pleasing the Holy Spirit and allow Him to minister and move through you and move in you so that that joy of the Spirit could come up on the inside of you and keep you full of joy that no matter what the world has to offer, it's not nothing comparison to being forever with Jesus Christ. So persevere, be unmovable, always abound, and don't give in to the dictates of the flesh. Amen. Hallelujah. I tell you what, I'm going to stop there for tonight because we start getting to this next section and to the next letter. We'll never stop. So I'm going to stop there. So let's stand up on our feet. And let's just praise God that we are doers of the Word and we want to do what the Word says for us to do. Lord, we just come before you tonight and we just thank you for confirming your Word with signs following. We thank you for healing and ministering to the souls and the bodies of your people. And Lord, I praise you tonight that your word is true. And we believe your word and we take it to heart. We act upon it and we thank you that you shall fulfill it. Now, Father, I pray right now for anybody here or listening by CD or internet who is struggling in areas of their life. Father, I pray that we would get a vision of what awaits us in heaven. That we're willing to put off the besetting sins and the weights and run this race with great expectation of hearing the voice and hearing the trumpet and you coming to get your bride. Lord, I pray for your church. I pray that we persevere. Lord, whatever laws, new laws are tried to be formed, whatever persecutions arise, I pray that we will continue to look towards that prize that, Lord, this is not our temporary home. But one day we're going to hear that trumpet and we're going to ascend, hallelujah, and we're going to be with you forever. Thank you, Lord God. It is, be, will be worth it all. In the name of Jesus, it will be worth it all. No more sorrow. No more sickness. No more pain. No more death. We praise you. Nothing but the, the holy and the best of God. Lord, I praise you that we make it, each one of us, we make it our aim to run this race and make it to heaven. In Jesus' name. No turning back, no giving up. In Jesus' name. Every head is bowed and every eye is closed if you're here tonight. We don't want to let you go without first asking you about the condition of your soul. If that trumpet would sound tonight and the voice of Jesus would shout, sound out tonight, I'm coming, come up hither. If that voice would sound out and that trumpet would sound, are you sure you would go or are you wondering like that man was wondering? I don't know if I'd go to heaven or not. If you're here tonight and you'd like to make it sure that if that trumpet would sound that you would go to heaven, I want you to raise your hand right there where you are and say, I want you to pray for me. I want to be sure that my sins are forgiven. My name is the Lamb's Book of Life and if I die, I want to be sure I'm going to heaven. If that's you tonight, raise your hand real high. If there's anybody here tonight that you need to give your life over to Jesus, anybody at all, God bless you, my brother. Anybody tonight? Anybody? You want to make it right with Jesus? Anybody at all? 
you need to give your heart over to the Lord. Anybody at all? If you saved and you know it, you know you're going to heaven, shout amen. If you're ready to go to heaven, shout amen. If you're excited about going to heaven, shout amen. Hallelujah. Ha. Now just pray this prayer with me. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you, Father. I am saved, redeemed, and purchased by your Son, Jesus Christ. Jesus, you are my Lord, and you are my Savior. Holy Spirit, thank you for strengthening me, guiding me, and leading me out of all temptations. And I thank you that you strengthen me to be stronger than all the tests, all trials, and all tribulations. In all of these things, I am more, I am more, I am more than a conqueror through Jesus Christ. In Jesus' name. Amen. Give the Lord praise. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Will the Lord bless you? It will be worth it all. Tuesday night, intercession 7. Wednesday night, book of Romans. Come and we'll have a good time. And then next Sunday morning, bring a guest. Bring somebody with you. Turn around and greet somebody. Tell somebody you don't know. Tell them hello. Tell them your name. Greet them. Let them get to know you. We love you and we bless you in Jesus' name. You need any prayer, we'll be here to minister to you tonight. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless. The face I